the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back in. Congratulations on your engagement. And uh, if you're getting married, you know the first thing you need to do is find a venue. I need to tell you about the Legacy on Possum Run. Check it out at thelegacyonpossumrun.com. When you get there, you can sign up for the January 27th open house, and you're going to see why Ohioans from Cleveland to Columbus to Cincinnati are raving about the Legacy on Possum Run. Uh, so go there, sign up for the open house. You can see how much the venue costs, what dates are available, and all the extras you get when you book. So go to the thelegacyonpossumrun.com. That's the thelegacyonpossumrun.com. Your legacy begins here. All right, I'm going to bring him right in. He is author of Awardsmith's work. He's a media law attorney, crisis communications advisor, adjunct professor, prosecutor, uh, former deputy attorney general of the state of Ohio, Mark R. Weaver. Mr. Weaver, welcome back in. How are you today, sir? Good morning, Jack. Doing well. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So before we talk turkey, I want a couple of appetizers. Since we have you on a lot, uh, I want to ask you some questions I don't normally ask, if that's all right. Sure. All right. Uh, first one, sports slash football. Uh, are, you, are you a sports or a football fan? Hockey. I can only speak intelligently about NHL hockey. Everything else, it would make your listeners laugh about how little I know. <laughs> All right. Well, then let's get we'll, – we'll call it an unqualified uh, pick then. Browns, do they get it done in Saturday or on Saturday in Houston against C.J. Stroud and the Texans? I have absolutely no idea. Let's, I'm going to root for the – the Ohio team. There you go. There go it Browns. is. Go Browns. Cleveland, right? We're talking about Cleveland. <laughs> We're talking about Cleveland. I love it. I love it. See, you don't. You don't. Your Sundays are free, and you don't have stress. I love it. Um, let's talk a sec- second appetizer. I asked the question earlier because I read uh, Republican Party of Medina County last night censured Governor Mike DeWine for his veto of House Bill sixty eight, and so the question that I asked on Twitter was. Is this the first of many? And really, what does it mean? Uh, Any thoughts just off the cuff on this censure? I think the more important vote is not a censure vote of the governor, but it's the override vote. I was glad to see the House overrode the veto. I'm hopeful that the Senate will override the veto. This is the right policy. Uh, Children should never be allowed, whether they have parents' permission or not, to be chemically castrated or to be gently mutilated. It's wrong to do it. We, we wouldn't allow a 14-year-old girl who was anorexic to get liposuction. No, no parent who would allow her to do would be a good parent. So I think the most important vote is not the censure votes, but rather these override votes. And this is going to be the law in Ohio, and I'm, I'm pleased to say that. Yeah, absolutely. And then I'll have uh, Senate President Matt Huffman on with me in the noon hour. And we're going to talk about whether or not they have the votes. I suspect that they do. do you, are you surprised, uh, Mark, that Democrats couldn't get more than three people to, to vote in a sane manner? Um, I mean, it, I get that it's a party line vote, but this is protecting our kids. Does that surprise you or is that the world we're in today? 
The Democratic Party of 2024 has moved so far to the left, it looks nothing like the Democratic Party of even 20 years ago. And as a result, they are captive to a far-left Marxist-based ideology. They're scared to death of being defeated in the Democrat primary by somebody to the left of them. And so they cannot stand up for common sense. And it's troubling because it was once a great American party that had people like Harry Truman and others. Yeah. My, my grandpa was a union president and a Democrat, and uh, he's not with us anymore. But I think he'd be scratching his head today and going, what in the world has happened to our world? Um, pivoting. So some big news out of Georgia and uh, the Fulton County District Attorney, Fannie Willis, in Atlanta. Um, what's going on there? So there's a – first of all, remind our listeners there is a case there, what it's about, and uh, what this big breaking news might mean uh, involving an improper relationship between Fannie Willis and a fellow Georgia prosecutor. Yeah, there are four criminal cases against Donald Trump. Three of them are federal, which means if he becomes president, he can either stop them or pardon himself. Uh, But the state case in Georgia is beyond his pardonability, which makes it one of the more dangerous, even though it's a ridiculous case. This week we found, uh, based on a court filing, that the prosecutor, the elected prosecutor, Fannie Willis, rather than bring the most important case uh, in the history of her office herself, appears to have hired her boyfriend, who's a local lawyer who does traffic crashes and uh, divorce law and and that sort of stuff, and has never prosecuted a felony. She hired her boyfriend to be the prosecutor in this case, and then apparently with the money that her office has given him, they've been taking trips together. This is all laid out in court filings this week. It's a scandal. In Ohio, it would be a felony to do this. It would be an unlawful interest in the public contract. And uh, this may very well undermine the prosecution against Donald Trump in Georgia. Wow. So that was going to be my question. Is this just a dumb move where the optics look really bad or is there a legal doctrine that it violates? And you're saying that in Ohio, this would be a felony in there. It is also an issue because essentially she's using public funds to do to to hire somebody with uh, she has a relationship with and maybe even worse, taking trips on that money together. Is that is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Uh, hidden below the headlines was something that suggested that he might have started his action as prosecutor before he was properly appointed. Any legal problem like this can be brought up to a judge to say, you need to start over again. Uh, now, maybe this prosecutor could substitute out one of her assistants for this guy. That, that's probably what she ought to do. The whole thing, though, is just a reminder of how very political these prosecutions are. So let's um, let's dive into that. What what are the possible outcomes? If you're like you know you're looking at the decision tree and outcome tree here, what are the possible outcomes? Could it get thrown out altogether? Do they have to go back to the drawing board and start over? What do you think is going to happen? And how how might it impact uh, Trump's not only run to win the Republican nomination, which I think he's going to do, uh, but to win the White House in twenty four? At the very least, she'll need to step away from the case. This is such an ethical problem for her. If she's smart, she would pick one of her career assistants and have that person do it. And that might keep the case moving forward. And if it does, uh, I don't know that there'll be a conviction. Remember, you need a unanimous jury. And you'd like to think that there's at least one voter who will sit on that panel and say, I'm not going along. And if that's the case, it's hung. But somewhere in one of these four cases, we're likely to see a conviction of Donald Trump. 
And if history is any guide, recent history, that will fuel Trump even more because it will look like the political elite class trying to stop Donald Trump from being president. You know, that's what we're seeing in polls across the board is that every time um, the left and whether it, it is in the form of a prosecutor, whether it's in the form of um, the attorney general, uh, the FBI <laughs> or President Biden himself, every time that they try to slander or uh, put Donald Trump in a situation where he might be snagged legally, Trump's numbers go up. Um, we've got about a minute and a half here. L- let me ask you this. Um, yesterday, or actually, sorry, earlier this week, we saw numbers come out of Michigan that showed Donald Trump up eight points. Now, when you get into crosstabs, things are maybe not as rosy because you understand like young voters are mad because Biden's not green enough on energy and he's not pro-Palestine enough which is troubling. Uh, do you think that Donald Trump, in spite of all of this, can still win this election? I do. Some of the points you talked about in the crosstabs, and good for you for reading crosstabs, that tells me you're a sophisticated consumer polling. Uh, there, there is some weakness with Joe Biden with younger voters. There's also some weakness for Joe Biden with black voters. Now, some of those folks might not come out and vote for Trump, but they may stay home. Mm. If that happens in significant numbers, Joe Biden simply can't win, and it would really be difficult for him to overcome that. So I'm not ready to declare a Trump victory for sure, but there is a recipe out there for Donald Trump to be reelected. And these cases we've talked about, I think, are helping him right against the intent of the political elites and the Joe Biden Justice Department that's trying to make it hurt him. Yeah. And yesterday I played a video of a uh, a Gen Z employee ranting about working 40 hours a week and not being able to live alone and pay your bills. Uh, Sometimes it's the economy, stupid, and Biden has that issue. Uh, We'll talk more about that next week. He's Mark R. Weaver, author of A Wordsmith's Work, media law attorney, adjunct professor and prosecutor and friend of the show. Mr. Weaver, thank you for joining us today. Have a great day, Jack. Thank you. You are welcome. And thank you for listening to The Answer on 98.9 FM. And uh, we've got more on the other side of this break. Adam Hewitt is now. Hey, are you looking for a lucrative side hustle? You need to check out my friends at the Alpha Beta Report. You can do that by going to alphabetareport.com, and uh, you'll learn about trading the markets. And if you click on the green button by my picture there on the website and type in Windsor, W-I-N-D-S-O-R, the guys over there will give you a discount on the education and training that they provide, which is world class. Uh, My wife, Whitney, and I are enrolled And uh, we're excited to grow our nest egg. So thank you to our friends at the Alpha Beta Report for their continued support of the Ohio Press Network. All right, let's bring him right in. He's Adam Hewitt. He is uh, Ohio political extraordinaire and a guy who knows where the bodies are buried in D.C. and Ohio. Adam, welcome back. How are you today? Hey, Jack. Doing well. How are you? Hey, it's a little brighter in Ohio today is what I said earlier in the show. Uh, I have not a lot, but a little bit of faith restored in the Republican Party who overrode uh, Governor DeWine's veto in the House yesterday was 65 votes. That's three more than they did the first iteration. Let's start there. Um, were you surprised that the Ohio House did so well? And uh, what are your thoughts overall on that? Yeah, I was not surprised. I think it was the right thing to do. And, and you know, the line of politics, uh, they don't see the light, they feel the heat, and they're all up for re-election. So uh, it's funny how that works sometimes. But 
I do think it was the right thing to do, and um, hopefully we can continue to work to uh, save women's sports. Amen to that. Before we go, I want to talk about sports here in just a second. Uh, but before we do, let's talk about another announcement I made earlier. The Republican Party of Medina County last night censured Governor Mike DeWine. Now, <laughs> social media went berserk and said, hey, couldn't happen to a better guy. I'm here for it. That's one down, 87 more counties to go. In reality, what do you think that means, Adam? Yeah, you know, I think that he's obviously not up for re-election, so he's going to do what he's going to do with really no accountability other than what you just explained. So I do think average voters and grassroots voters are pretty upset with him, but there will be no accountability at the ballot box. So I'm not sure uh, what what the, the, the decision by the Medina County Party actually means. Let's get into uh, the U.S. Senate race in just a second. First, I want to stop off here and talk about fen- uh, spending at the federal level. Congressional leaders uh, announced on Sunday they reached a $1.66 trillion agreement. The deal allows for $886 billion in defense spending, uh, $772 billion in domestic discretionary spending. It rescinds $6.1 billion in con- coronavirus emergency spending authority, accelerates cuts from $80 billion in new funding uh, that the IRS was supposed to get under the 2022 uh, improperly titled Inflation Reduction Act, uh, stripping $20 billion of that total this year. House uh, uh, Freedom Caucus isn't happy about it. How do you see uh, this spending uh, bill, Adam? Yeah, uh, obviously, yeah, like you said, $1.7 trillion. It's, it's way too much money. I don't see how it's sustainable. Uh, something has to change uh, from both parties in terms of how they view and act on spending. And I will tell you, you mentioned the Freedom Caucus. They are definitely upset. But uh, yesterday at a meeting, there were plenty of uh, other, quote unquote, rank and file members that are also upset about the, the overall number and just the way the process played out. So uh, uh, like always, it's, it's a total mess in Washington. And, but what I always come back to in the spending thing, what I can't figure out is how these legislators, and maybe some of them do, but I got to think that the majority of them don't run their households uh, the way they run the government. For example, I think it should be then prioritize where you want to spend the money. Hey, we got this much coming in. I got to make a kid's school payment. I have to do this for my kid's sport. We can't go to dinner tonight. Okay, get that off the table. Yep. The government does it the other way. They <laughs> pick a number. Uh, you know, or we'll prioritize it, then pick a number. We have to get back to, hey, we don't have the money. Yeah. Like, we cannot spend on this. There's no money there. And I don't see what, what's so hard to, uh, why that's so hard to comprehend. Yeah, and, you know, there's a lot going on. There's wage push inflation going on in the market. Uh, taxes, whether Americans realize it or not, in one form or another, they pay a hefty amount every year. You've got Gen Z people going off on TikTok saying, I'm working 40 hours a week. I can't even afford to live alone. Um, so, you know, may, maybe, maybe uh, the politicians will feel the heat as their constituents start to see the light that when we say the government ought to do something about that, maybe that's not the right solution. Yeah, I think, you know, and I, I, I back to the, the Gen Z or whatever, I think credit card debt's at an all-time high, as you know. I think I think our financial literacy, the way the, the, the folks uh, behave financially is not, not wise. But if you look at what, what the federal government does, they're the ones teaching the lessons, well, then why would people behave, uh, you know, in, in a sane, rational way? Yeah, well said. Uh, hey, I want to I want to play a clip for you. Um, we're going to toggle over now. We've got just a couple of minutes here. And uh, this is a recording of uh, 
Secretary of State Frank LaRose, who's a GOP candidate for U.S. Senate, uh, cut seven here is where we're at. So we're going to play this, Adam, and I want you to react to it. I don't think J.D.'s endorsement matters much at all. Um, and I think that that was a completely transactional thing between the two of them, to be very candid. Last year, when J.D. Vance asked Bernie Moreno to drop out, Bernie Moreno dropped out, they cut a deal, and now, you know, J.D.'s getting, paying it back. Um, I think that that's the kind of dirty insider politics that people don't like, candidly. Um, I can tell you this, it's uh, as it relates to, to the... So, Adam... Um... J.D. Vance retweeted that yesterday and said, this is BS. Uh, Bernie Marino has spoken out against it. And, uh, you know, I, I know Frank personally, and I have not had a chance to talk to him. I'm sure we will. Are the wheels falling off over there at the LaRose campaign? It sure appears that way. And I think a lot of times in these campaigns, when one side starts to pick up the momentum and you have to play defense, uh, sometimes you, you make bad play calls. And so being on defense, defense in any campaign, uh, especially a statewide Senate campaign, is a tough spot to be in. And like I said, sometimes when the when the D coordinator gets flustered, you you, uh, you call the wrong play. That's that's well said. You know, it's interesting though. In in, in total transparency, if I remember correctly, um, Donald Trump endorsed J.D. Vance last uh, Senate election cycle, and that didn't bode well with a lot of Ohioans. And so, my understanding is one of the the tricks of the uh, Trump campaign was, listen, if you can endorse my my endorsement, I will in turn endorse you. And that, I believe, is how Frank LaRose got his endorsement. Dave Yost got his endorsement, all the statewide executive office holders. So it kind of seems like that sword goes two ways, doesn't it? Yeah, I think, I think endorsements are tricky, especially with Donald Trump. I mean, he's going to do what he's going to do. And like you said before, you never know when he's going to do it and why he's going to do it. So um, th- these endorsements do get tricky. Um, uh, a lot of times. So I'll, I'll make this the last question. We got about a minute here. Do the Browns have the juice? Can they go to Houston on Saturday, take on uh, the Ohio State Buckeye legend C.J. Stroud and the Texans and get it done? I think they can. I think C.J. Stroud definitely playing well, but that Browns defense is legit in my mind, and, and Flacco's obviously playing well. So I think if you go back to, you know, given the latest news, go back to the old Nick Saban, Bill Belichick way of, run the ball and play defense, and, and the quarterback doesn't make many mistakes, I think the Browns have a great chance. Yeah, I do too. I'm excited about it. I saw a T-shirt just the other day that said Cleveland is wacko for Flacco. Uh, boy, they love they love him some Joe Flacco. Never thought I'd see the day. I agree, but he, he, he gives him a chance. Amen. All right, Adam Hewitt, thanks for joining us today, brother. You be safe out there, and we'll talk to you again next week, all right? Have a great day, Jack. Thanks. You too, brother. Hey, thank you for listening to the Bruce Hooley Show, 98.9 FM, The Answer. Uh, first hour's down. Boy, today's going fast. Uh, we'll kick off hour number two with Mahek Cook. We're going to talk House Bill 68 and the U.S. border crisis, so stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.